Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The quarterfinals of the Champions League is set. We got the Wednesday Champions League recap with Jimmy Conrad as Bayern Munich, of course, takes care of business against Lazio. And Chelsea continues their impressive run with Thomas Tuchel as they beat Atletico Madrid. Jimmy Conrad, que golazo. Wednesday Champions League recap begins right now. Hey, everybody. Que golazo. Wednesday Champions League recap. And it's done. The quarterfinals of the Champions League is set. And we have Jimmy Conrad here in the house to discuss with me. Jimmy, what's up, man? What's up? I've got a lot of things to talk about, but I don't want to bore everybody. I was not boring. I'm hot. Let's go. Let's talk. Yeah, we were already into it before we even started <laughs> everybody. Uh, so we're about to throw it down. But let me just give you the results here. Uh, Chelsea go through uh, 2 nothing, 3 nothing aggregate, I believe. Uh, they beat Atletico Madrid. And Bayern Munich, we knew it was going to happen. But Lazio did get that goal that uh, we thought that maybe they were going to get. But Immobile didn't start. Anyway, we'll talk about it. But Bayern Munich is through. Uh, Chelsea is through. Jimmy, let's begin with Chelsea, Atletico Madrid. Your initial thoughts. So... The first goal was going to be crucial in this one. Chelsea got it. Atletico didn't. Luis Suarez had a game that makes you now understand why Barcelona let him go for pretty much nothing. He was non-existent. I thought Chelsea did a very good job of stacking him up. It was always going to be difficult, I think, to score against Chelsea today. I think there's going to be a lot of undue hate, let's say, for Jao Felix. I mean, I, I just feel like because of the expectations around him, he's, he's got a with Diego Simeone, he's got to press, he's got to track back, he's got to create, he's got to score, I and mean, he's got to do it all, and sometimes he doesn't have a support staff around him. Here's my big issue with Atletico Madrid, if everybody will humor me for a second. Anytime that Atleti, over the last season or two, starts Saul and Koke in the middle of the field, they just don't score goals. Yeah, they're, they're going to be tough to break down and whatever, but they just don't score goals when those two guys are on the field. Five, six years ago, maybe a little bit different, but now those guys have got a lot of mileage on their legs, they just can't cover the same time. They're not really box-to-box guys anyway, in my humble opinion. Sometimes they score. But when you set up like that, which is what they did against RB Leipzig when they got knocked out of the Champions League last season, you don't give yourself a chance to win. Throw Thomas Lamar in there, man. Throw Angel Correa in there. You needed to score in this game, and you went really defensive. And And I thought Diego Simeone was evolving, and he in, in maybe he is slightly, but it wasn't enough. And we can get into the byproduct of that. I think there's a positive byproduct of that. With regard to Chelsea, though, fair play to Thomas Tuchel. I thought he got his, his lineup perfect. We A lot of questions around Olivier Giroud not starting. Went with Timo Werner. Timo Werner did what he was expected to do, which is run off the back shoulder, really stretch Atleti, create some space underneath because he's stretching Atleti's back line. And that worked to great effect. And, and he ended up setting the first goal for, for Zayek. So fair play to Chelsea. They did exactly what you said, Luis, that they were going to score first and, and set up shop and say thank you very much. And that's what they did. Yeah, I saw an order Emerson, though, because I said one nothing, and he had to score at the end to totally ruin everything. Uh, I said 1-1, and Mendy, Mendy makes a great save that would have made it 1-1 right there at the end, too. So I, I share in your bitterness. Yeah, the Joe Felix uh, take right there at the very end. Uh, some very good points you made there, 
Jimmy Conrad, let's just begin with one of them, which is obvious. I think the midfield uh, for Atleti was just non-existent. Uh, you know, and my halftime tweet was basically the Angolo Kante song because, like, he's so good at, you know, and Philippe Claire said it so well on Twitter. It's not that he's everywhere. Is that he's everywhere because he knows when to be there at the right time. And that's exactly what happened. Atleti couldn't find the rhythm. Uh, you mentioned Luis Suarez. I agree. That's why Simeone took him off early. There was just no answer. And Tuchel, as we mentioned, is basically, you know, what you see, what you get with Chelsea. They're going to score early. They're going to make it extremely difficult for you to do anything. And they're just going to pounce you on a counter. And that's exactly what happened. That was, you know, it was just a, once again, another productive, efficient win from Chelsea. But I will say that Atletico Madrid really disappointed me in more ways than one in this game. Okay, okay. We should actually start from the... If you guys have not seen this game yet, go back and watch the highlights. And hopefully the highlights do show a couple penalties that probably should have gone at Letty's way. The first one was on Luis Suarez. Rudiger leans in, okay? And we saw that, not like for like, but we saw a similar call for Real Madrid. I actually think that this Madrid team was wearing the wrong jerseys. If they weren't a Real Madrid jersey, that probably would have been a red card for Rudiger and a penalty for, <laughs> for them. But I tell you what, I'm sorry, the Carrasco Aspilicueta, that would have been a penalty if that was Real Madrid. 100%. 100%. So the other one is Aspilicueta properly reads the ball, good read of the pass, tries to play it back to Bendy, the goalkeeper. He shorts it, and Carrasco's running in, and he puts out his arm to slow him down. Carrasco falls. Yeah, Carrasco, and, the problem is Carrasco oversold it. Like he just oversold it. It was. I, 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 I'm with you. I'm with you. It's a penalty. I'm just saying Carrasco was like he. Okay. Pl he platooned it. He was like ah. Okay, he let's fallen. He should have just fallen. I'm gonna use that for you to step up the the, the red card that that Leti did get because yeah. Rudiger gets an elbow to the stomach from Savage. Fair. It's 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 a it's a it's a card of some sort. The referee gives him a straight red and throws him out. Rudiger falls down. So you're talking about overselling it. Well, it did work there on this referee, but it didn't work for Carrasco. Well, it's because it, I think it's because I think Rudiger was more Robert De Niro, and uh, and uh, Carrasco was more like Charlie Sheen. Like in okay, his here we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, right, we got we, so we got wooden acting versus somebody that's got yeah, a little more savvy. Yeah, yeah, I no. understand that, and I think there was a hundred, you know, like not a hundred, like ten people in, in the way of the referee, and he just saw like I don't know how clean he saw the the elbow, but Rudiger did sell it. Thank you very much. I just. You're right, though. Real Madrid would have gotten those calls, in my opinion. In your opinion, too, sounds like. And Leti United. <laughs> and Leti doesn't get that call. Luis Suarez has a reputation. So that Rudiger one, where maybe he should get a call there in some capacity, not going to get it. And then the Carrasco one, the referee swallowed his whistle. He swallowed his whistle. So, yeah, we're talking about Chelsea doing all these right things. But if one of those calls goes in favor of Atleti, then Atleti scores first, and then they get the setup shop and try to hit him on the counter. And maybe we're talking about a different result. But that said, Thomas Tuchel has got something going with this team. That is their sixth consecutive clean sheet. They've only given up two goals in 13 games with Thomas Tuchel, and that has to be respected. He's clearly doing something right. He's re-energized the team, especially defensively, and they're doing just enough. It's not great all the time, but they're doing just enough. And we saw some glimpses today that if Kai Havertz and Timo Werner and Hakeem Ziyech can, can start to get unlocked a little bit and, and released and some freedom to go forward and look to combine a little bit more, if they can figure that part of it out, like Man City, remember we talked about this before. Man City was struggling to get it going 
really connecting the dots at the beginning of the season. And now that they have, they've unlocked everything. If Chelsea can find that, they've got the players to do something similar, not, not as good as City, but something similar. And that will be a very dangerous Chelsea team. Yeah, especially with Kai Havertz. I think he was great once again. And I've always said Chelsea, even when Lamp with Lampard, I was saying the thing about Chelsea's squad is that it's more adapted to the Champions League. I feel like they can adapt themselves more to different types of continental competition. But to your point, listen, I've said it before. We've talked about it. Thomas Tuchel is just productive, efficient. That's what you're going to get with Chelsea. And if they score first, forget about it. But I think that Aspilicueta thing, that was a penalty. The rhythm could have changed a little bit. It didn't. Uh, it, that, would be a, that would be a red card on Aspilicueta? Well, I should have, yeah. Right? So, I mean, that is such a significant time to swallow your whistle when we've saw, when we've seen, excuse me, similar plays called in favor for other teams and yeah. against Atleti. So that's tough luck. And I look forward to hearing what Diego Simeone has to say after the game. I'm sure he's <laughs> well, I'm, sure, I'm sure he gave Rudiger a friendly at the end at the end of that one. Hey, but you know what, though, Jimmy? We did say, though, that if they want to win La Liga, they kind of got to get rid of the Champions League and just focus completely on the league table. So, you know, maybe this is a blessing in disguise in terms of the domestic side of things. Maybe this helps them a little bit more. No, that's the positive byproduct that I was mentioning before with Atleti falling out of this. The, 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 I think the staff of Diego Simeone and him himself will, will be like, all right, it, well, now we can go on and kick on and win the league. And you know, that now all their eggs are in that basket, and we'll see if they can push on and make that happen. I suspect that they will because they have this now, because they can get through this. I'm curious, though, about their, their game this upcoming weekend, which is against uh, Deportivo Alaves. If they can get a good result, especially with the emotional response, I think, of crashing out of the Champions League, either either they're going to continue to feel sorry for themselves or they're going to come out and absolutely thrash Alaves. I don't think there's any in between. So it should be interesting to see how they perform. Yeah, he didn't bring up a good point about, listen, like the thing is, if they do a couple of draws and Barcelona keep rocking and they face each other on May 9th, that might be very tricky for them. All right, let's just, just very quickly on Chelsea, Jimmy. Now that they're in the quarterfinals, how far do you see them at this point? We're going to talk about this more on Friday because it depends mm -hmm. on the draw. But, you know, I mean, they have a chance like any. I mean, there's only eight left now. So who knows, right? No, I, no, they definitely have a chance. I, again, we look at how they've been set up. Obviously, Thomas Tuchel has the experience of getting PSG to the final last year. That was a significant thing, not only for those players in that club, but, but for Tuchel himself, right, to prove that he can get there. And then he just didn't have enough there in the final. He was close, though. They had a couple opportunities there. Yeah. And they kept, they kept it pretty close for a very good Bayern Munich team that had beaten Barcelona 8-2, to two, you know, like a week earlier. So this Chelsea team, I think, can do some damage over two legs. I just It's going to come down to the draw. I mean, we're going to sit here and speculate. They do have Sheffield United in the FA Cup this weekend. So now they're still in three competitions. They got the league, obviously fighting for top four. They have Sheffield United uh, in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. And they're probably going to move past to that with all due respect to Sheffield United, who... Just lost 5-0 after getting rid of their manager, Chris Wilder. They have West Brom after the international break, Crystal Palace and Brighton before they run into West Ham, which will be a very important game. So they have a nice run here of games. And then obviously they're going to find out their Champions League opponent so, and their FA Cup opponent. So there's, there's a couple things that will be coming up on their schedule. But I think they're pretty well positioned. I think they're showing that they have depth. They can try different guys, different combinations, and still maybe not score all the time, but definitely not give up any goals. And that's, that's, uh, that's an important trait to have. Yep, very good points, especially about Tuchel taking PSG to the final. He knows how to get there. All right, we're going to take – yeah, go ahead. No, no, I just got to say this because I'm looking at the schedule and my eyes just lit up. The last four games for Chelsea, everybody has to know this. They play Man City, 
Arsenal, Leicester, Aston Villa to finish the season. That is ridiculous. And so yeah. imagine having that at the end of your schedule, along with any Champions League games you might have or FA Cup games you might have. That's going to be difficult. So I'm curious to see how long they can keep up this, this clean sheet streak and, and just this unbeaten streak in general. Yeah, well, the Man City one, obviously difficult. And then you've got teams fighting for Europa and Champions League spots. It's going to be very interesting. Crazy. Indeed, of course. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I'm sure we won't spend too much time on this, but Bayern Munich uh, go through after they beat Lazio. Que golazo Wednesday, Champions League recap. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Wednesday, Champions League uh, recap. Jimmy Conrad and to... Finally, wrap everything up, Jimmy. Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich with a 6-2 aggregate against Lazio. Lazio was the last remaining Serie A team. No more. There are no Italian teams in the quarterfinals. Bayern Munich takes care of that. 2-1 on the night with a Lewandowski penalty. Then he comes off and Chupomoting sobs in and scores himself. And it's 2-1 after... Yep, Parolo scores in the 82nd minute. I was just mm-hmm. double checking. So, Jimmy, jacket. talk to me about this game because I was focused more on the Chelsea Atleti one. Yeah, well, I watched both. I've got multiple screens and they're kind of staggered so I can see them both at the same time. And and I listen to one game while I'm watching the other so I can look at the other. It's I have a crazy setup. I just want to let everybody know that I nailed both of my bets here and I'm feeling really proud of myself. I said Robert Lewandowski to score, Bayern to win, both teams to score. So, Parolo scoring in the 82nd minute. Oh, wait, Jimmy, I have like our sound thing. Hold on. One of these is applause. No, that's chanting. <laughs> no, that's music. Why are they laughing at me? There we go. Baby! So not only did I hit that one, thank you, Robert Lewandowski. I bet that this is my seventh time betting that. Lewandowski to score, Bayern to win, both teams to score, and it's hit six out of seven times. So plus 190 there. And then I had Bayern winning the first half and drawing the second half, which also hit plus 450. So. That's really good, Jimmy. That's Prediction really God good. status oh, confirmed. One so, more time. Yes. <laughs> it never gets old. It never gets old. I have a, an ego quota to hit every day, so I appreciate that. A plus. <laughs> I will say that this was not a big surprise. I think the big surprise was Simeone and Zaghi, the Lazio manager, sitting some of his best players. Uh, most notably, Chiro the Hero Mobley, who hasn't scored in a while, so I guess... I can understand that, but he's still your best goal scorer. And usually the whole offense runs around him. That's one point. The game kind of went how you guys would expect. If you didn't see it, Byron, pretty much one-way traffic. Lots of you kind of holding on. A couple half chances here and there, but nothing nothing to get too excited about. I will say, though, Milinkovic-Savic was captain for the game for Lazio. Mm. This guy could have scored early. He had a chance early, and then... Like he had a header that that he thought he was off, but he's, I don't think he really went with it. You know, he didn't like commit 100% because I think he thought he was off, but he wasn't off. It ended up being a little bit of an innocuous opportunity. Within a minute or two minutes, that guy's tracking back behind his back line to make a big tackle. And I was like, this guy's 26-year-old, Serbian international. He's been linked to, to teams all over. If Lazio don't finish in the top six, they're in seventh right now. I don't know how they can hold on to this guy. This guy is a player. Linkovic Savage. Yeah, he's I, so good. I've been, trying, I've been trying to watch him more this season because he's getting the stats to back up everything. But I got to watch him today, and he put him in the middle. Sometimes he's off the shoulder of the, of the holding midfielder, but this time he was directly in the middle. He was all over the place. And he's so fluid. He's so good in transition. Whoever signs Milinkovic Savage or whoever can pry him away from Lazio are going to get themselves one hell of a player. I, I, he's got kind of... 
like Bruno Fernandez vibes where like, okay, Bruno Fernandez is fine. He was good at sporting club de Portugal, but, but will he be good at Manchester United? Such a big step up. And then he comes in and just absolutely owns it. I think Milinkovic Savage has the same type of vibe about him. He'll just raise his game to the level of the competition. And, and then at some point, as he starts to feel more comfortable, take over and start to dominate. So I just wanted to give a shout out. I got no other storylines to talk about positive. Well, no, the only thing that I was going to add to uh, Milinkovic Savage was that I think that Inzaghi obviously agrees because, you know, sitting in Mobile, he's clearly focusing more on making sure that they climb up the table in Serie A because, you know, they had no chance against Bayern without him saying that. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. but I agree with you. I mean, he's just fantastic. I think he's, he's, he's better defensively than Bruno Fernandes. Uh, but Obviously, offensively, that's a different point. But yeah, he would blow it up anywhere else if he went. But Lazio fans want to make sure that he stays. So Simone Inzaghi wants to make sure that, you know, they keep climbing up that table, though it's going to be very difficult. Um, any Anything else from this game? Not really. Just more of the same from <laughs> Bayern Munich. I thought that they were very professional in their approach. They rolled out a very, very good starting lineup and did what they had to do. They didn't really... I watched the you know, first 30 minutes. They didn't really look like they were out of second gear, to be honest. You know, yeah. they got that early goal and I knew they were going to chill in the second half. So I'm glad my bets hit, but, but uh, fair play to them. They're still one of the favorites, if not the favorite to win it all with all due respect to Man City, who are an absolute uh, freight train at the moment. Yeah. Well, those are my top two favorites, I would believe. And this is it, everybody. Your quarterfinals, Borussia Dortmund, Liverpool, PSG, Porto, Man City, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich and Chelsea. We have three teams from the Premier League, two from the Bundesliga, one from Ligue 1, one from Primera Liga, one from La Liga, four German managers, one Spanish, one Argentinian, one Portuguese, and one French. How'd you like that? That's nice. I'm, I'm excited for these final eight in particular. And I think what we learned this week, as opposed to last week, is that the best teams we're the ones that went through. Yeah. We could argue the other teams that went through probably feel the same way. Hey, like, we're the best team, but I really expected Juve to go through and Sevilla to go through, you know, and, and I feel like we looked at all four matchups this week and all four that should have gone through went through. Yeah. I think the only, you know, surprising one or the one that you're like, whoa, is Porto, right? Just taking care of business against Juventus. I don't think uh, it's not to say that they don't deserve to be here. Of course they do, but I think on paper, we thought Juventus would take care of business over the course of two legs, and it didn't happen. So massive congratulations to the Portuguese club. We'll see what they do there. All right, well, that's it. Uh, we're going to talk about the USMNT roster a little more uh, on our weekend preview. I want to get Jimmy's thoughts on that. So this was just purely Champions League, but we already have our Europa League preview out. So make sure that you check that one. We have so much content for you, everybody. You're, yeah. You guys are like spoiled. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty ridiculous. But Jimmy Conrad, final word on anything before we say goodbye. No, I'm just excited to talk about the U.S. men's national team, of course. Lots to, to dive into there. And then another big weekend before the international break. So, yeah, bring it on. Bring it on. Jimmy Conrad, thank you so much, brother. Thank you, Luis. Hey, everybody. I want to thank Jimmy Conrad for joining me today. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Pod. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Lasso. We're on cbsports.com. And hey, it's March Madness. We have a bracket. So make sure that you go to cbsports.com forward slash Golasso bracket. So much content, as I mentioned in the show. Check out our Europa League preview, which is for Thursday. Then we'll also have later on our weekend preview as we have domestic competition before the international break. So much only for you. Have a great, great day.